Investment advisory services offered through Daniel Meyer, a registered investment advisor. During this show, Daniel Meyer provides general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and is not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and products or services should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory services. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Forge Private Wealth. By contacting Forge Private Wealth, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products. On today's show, we have a retirement readiness checklist outlining what to do, when to do it. Uh, so if you're in that uh, moment right before retirement or maybe a couple years out, getting prepared, uh, stay tuned. We have some great information for you. Welcome in to Capital Insights with Daniel Meyer. The solution set is going to be designed in such a way that it's helping bridge the gap between where the client is and where they want to go. Your retirement matters. One size never fits all. There's no one approach in financial planning. There's no one investment solution or product solution that should fit more people than it's designed for. He has the heart of an educator. There's a lot of different pieces to the puzzle. And now, Capital Insights. Welcome in, everyone. This is Capital Insights with Daniel Meyer. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Daniel, of course, a fiduciary of nearly 20 years helping folks get to retirement. You'll find his website at forgepw.com. And again, this is the kind of thing where, Daniel, uh, by the way, hi, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Very, very well, thanks. You excited about summer? I am. <laughs> I'm very excited. And yeah. it's... Uh, you know, very hot right now. And I can't complain when you go through a long winter and you feel like the summer's never going to get here. Then all of a sudden it's hot and everyone wants to complain about the humidity and the heat. And to me, it's just, just let's, let's, let's trade one for the other right now and just enjoy it as much as we can. I like it. I think that's great. And one of the things that we're going to dig into today is, um, you know, you talk about a retirement checklist and I guess that you know, we all kind of need to be reminded of things. Some of the things that we're going to talk about are pretty common sense and, and uh, you know, pretty universal. But I know that you've got some other things as well to throw in there. So let's talk seven to 10 years away from retirement. We're kind of getting in that financial red zone. And that's really a great time to sort of cement that plan. You're, you're absolutely right. I've seen it uh, um, so many times. It feels like once someone is 10 years out, um, a light just clicks and goes off and they say, now I really need to look at this uh, in a mere, more serious way. Obviously, planning for your retirement throughout your life is incredibly important. Um, but for some reason, once you're 10 years out, that seems to drive urgency for a lot of people. And that's right. There's a lot that we can do still with 10 years to prepare. And so there's, it's a perfect time to, if you've been planning, to re-polish you know, polish that plan and make sure things look good. Um, if you are someone who's not quite formalized a plan yet, um, there's no better time than today, right? Right. The bet best day might've been 30 years ago. The next best day is today. So starting to look at the financial plan and projecting out what retirement looks like 10 years out, uh, definitely helps inform how we move through those, those final 10 years prior to retirement. So how much does, how much do taxes play a role in that, in, in your process of, of getting someone to retire? Uh, taxes play uh, a huge role. 
they, with the different options that are available to um, pre-retirees and their retirement savings, um, it's, it's very easy to not think about the fact that you may be building up something through your employer that is going to be your sole retirement source outside of Social Security, potentially, that is 100% income taxable in retirement. And yes, that helps you, in a sense, accelerate your ability to grow your assets while you're a pre-retiree, um, but it doesn't give you a lot of flexibility once you get there. Sure. So with that 10-year-out you know, moment and taking a look at what retirement looks like, I actually like to start um, looking at the income side of things 10 years out. And I think looking at what your retirement paycheck is going to be comprised of really helps um, an investor back into where they're at today, 10 years from retirement, and start to understand maybe the different options they have in terms of how they can spread their money out so they can diversify, not just from an investment standpoint, but from a tax standpoint. 888 That's the number, folks, if you want to get a head start. And so seven to 10 years out, we got to check in with, you just said, we got to check in with our advisor and, and or if we have a plan that, that, you know, was there with someone maybe who helped us in the acquisition mode, the good news is you are there for that transition into the distribution preservation mode. That's the sweet spot for you. You're right. And, you know, once we, like I said, it, it, it tells us so much when we see that future picture and it's, you know, it, it, it sometimes when we do that projection, it may not be quite where we want it to be. Other times people feel comfortable with where they're at. Um, but if you think about yourself 10 years out from retirement and then look at people today who are retiring and the things they're concerned about, you have 10 years to prepare yourself so that if there's inflation down the road, if there's market volatility down the road, you've got a plan in place that's been accommodating for that for the last decade. And we can do a lot with that amount of time. And But, but the sooner you start, the better. And some of those tweaks may be around how those future dollars are taxed. Um, we may also be looking at some other maybe not so obvious details like, you know, are, 10 years out, do you have debt that you currently hold? Do we anticipate that that will be gone in 10 years? If not, um, how does that work with the rest of your plan? What makes sense in terms of uh, how that fits into your retirement expenses or not? There's a number of other things as well. We'll look at anticipated Social Security benefits. Um, we'll also look at any other sources of guaranteed income. How does that work with your liquid assets? And then I think nowadays, today, is a really good time for people to realize that you have to be realistic about the expense side of the equation right? Sure. Someone who was looking at retiring five years ago couldn't necessarily anticipate the inflation that we're going through today. Um, and it's, it's I, I deal with it on a daily basis, even at home. We just did uh, our online grocery shopping last night. I have to pick it up after work today on the way home. And uh, it's, it's, you know, always sticker shock when you look at how much things cost. So I know. it's crazy. Just, yeah, just getting ready for the fact that life is more expensive. Sometimes the numbers seem inflated. Um, no pun intended, inflation inflated. But the idea there is that you need to be realistic and maybe slightly conservative on the high side with your anticipated expenses. Let's also be realistic with how much growth we think we'll get within your portfolio. 
And then let's work the other variables that are a little more in our control to get everything to line up. So, okay, so 10 years out, now let's go five to seven. We're inching ever closer to retirement. Things get to heat up a little bit at this point. Right. I think five years versus 10, now you probably feel a little bit more comfortable, hopefully, with knowing where your expenses are going to be and maybe feeling like you know what your lifestyle today is and what that transition would look like, meaning what expenses are going to go away, um, what new ones are going to come up. Um, really fine-tuning how your lifestyle will change potentially well, from your final years of being employed into living off your retirement income as opposed to employment income. Sure. So that's just, that's, this, is, this is crunch time. It's time to fine-tune everything. It's time to, uh, 10 years out is also a good time to, depending on the age you're going to retire, maximize contributions to your accounts. Mm -hmm. Do catch up contributions if you can. If you haven't done so yet and you're five years out, that's uh, also a very critical piece to maximize, you know, the money you can put away in those final years um, coming into retirement. Sure. And, uh, you know, again, it, it becomes a little more evident where we really have to begin to craft that paycheck that we're going to be able to sustain or that we will be able to sustain that all the way through retirement. And that is what one of the advantages of working with you. Right. And it's, you know, how we create that income and manage that month to month paycheck, if you will, that comes to the client uh, once they get into retirement is going to be based on the resources that they have and, and us hoping to help them make the most of it. Um, and in those final couple years, you know, a part of that is going to be how are we managing the final portion of their portfolio growth mode pre retiring? And are we, adjusting risk appropriately? Are we setting ourselves up to have both an income plan and a growth plan? And then also planning a transition that's going to smoothly take advantage of what we've been doing for the past five to 10 years, and then continuing, obviously, to not only want income from the portfolio, but you know, an investor's desire for growth in their portfolio doesn't go away when they retire. You want to continue to manage risk, but get growth in the portfolio to help sustain that longevity of your uh, retirement. Sure. So then we switch uh, to three to five years out, and then really we start, you know, trussing it up, if you will. Uh, we talk about Social Security. We talk about Medicare. Let's do that. Right. This is when you start to look into your final details and start to make decisions. Um, starting to prepare for enrollment into Medicare, um, getting an idea for um, – you know, with the doctors that you work with, what options you may have. Um, I always suggest not only in this entire process, working with an advisor, and hopefully that advisor has an extended team that offers these additional services, but people are out there that are experts in Medicare that can help you make those decisions. Um, and then also fine tuning things like, uh, you know, making sure you understand your different options with social security, the ages that you could take a benefit, and how that fits into your overall plan. Sure. And uh, the, I mean, again, those are all things that really we need to, we need to certainly get in line, get in order. The sooner the, the, like you just said, the sooner we start, the better, obviously. But even if we have to start today, it's not too late. Right. I, I made the comment earlier, the best, best day was 30 years ago. The right. next best day is today. Um, and so, no, it's not too late. 
And, you know, I have not met many people when they do, you know, discussions around their retirement dreams. Um, most don't have it confined to what their social security uh, benefit is going to cover. So making sure that we're planning for those additional assets to, you know, do as much for them as they possibly can to help them have the retirement they want is, is incredibly important. Sure. So. Well, Daniel, we are uh, running up against the clock here. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and invite folks to give us a call. Come on in and, and fill up those spots you have available on the calendar. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, a lot of the listeners that we've been um, hearing from lately have been mentioning that they're saving. Uh, they think they're saving enough. They're still concerned, though, because the market's volatile. They're thinking about inflation. They're seeing things in the news that have them concerned, and they want to make sure they're on track for retirement. So what we offer people when they come in and meet with us is an initial analysis that will include um, a fee report and risk assessment on their investment portfolio. We'll take a look at, uh, from a high level, how they're projecting in terms of creating retirement uh, income. And we'll also take a look at that very important piece, the tax picture, make sure they're, they're setting themselves up, uh, not only in the savings portion to get tax savings, but to have tax flexibility down the road. Um, so ultimately, this is a customized income plan um, utilizing proven strategies, which could strengthen their retirement picture, take some of that worry, worry out of retirement so they can celebrate that moment um, and move into retirement um, and enjoy it and not let it be a cause of stress, regardless of what the, you know, the economy and the markets are doing currently. So give us a call. We set aside time specifically for these appointments, and we would love to uh, have that discussion. with you. Give us a call, folks, 888-908-0503. Grab a spot on the calendar. It's a chance for you to get that practical financial review. And if you've never done it before, no time like the present. 888-908-0503. Get that comprehensive financial review. All the extras that go along with it. Again, no cost, no obligation. Just make the call. 888-908-0503. 888-908-0503. 0503. Is your retirement in jeopardy? Well, a senator on the Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions Committee is speaking up about the troubling number of retirees being forced to return to the workforce. The catalyst? Inflation. Does this impact you and your retirement? We're going to break it down with Daniel next. everybody. Capital Insights, the program. Daniel Myers here. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Uh, Dan is a fiduciary in nearly 20 years helping folks getting to and through retirement. I suggest you visit the website, forgepw.com. Forgepw.com. A lot of great information there. And so, Daniel, are you seeing this or are you hearing from people like, oh, gee, I got to go back to work? I mean, the number here is 43% are considering returning to the workforce in America. That seems really high to me. It seems high to me too. I think, you know, I've, I've heard comments about this. I hear it more from, I hear it more frankly from people who have just retired and are wondering if they can stay retired because of how early they are in the process. Um, not to steer away from, you know, kind of the broader concern from a community standpoint when we see numbers like this. But um, most of the clients that I work with, we have not had this discussion. We 
you know, plan for these types of things, and in many cases have been doing so for a decade plus, planning for um, disruption if it's their first year retirement, either inflation going up or what happens if the market takes an immediate 20% dip. I mean, we we build in buffers so that we over potentially slightly oversave. Don't assume that the market is just going to give us gangbusters returns that we can rely on to get us there. We build it more organically than that, and we make sure that we can absorb things like this. Sure. But, you know, I, you know, broadly, I would say that you know the community as a whole doesn't necessarily work with an advisor in that fashion, and so I I do see that when I'm more out in the community interacting with people on a daily basis. All right. The um, folks, it's a phone call away, 888-908-0503. Well, we talked about a senator from uh, Indiana. His name's Mike Braun, and he is part of the Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions Committee. He sat down on Fox Business recently, and, well, he just kind of laid it all out. Yes. Retirement is now in jeopardy. Not only that, look at ESG, where they're trying to direct you into something other than the best return. Yeah. It's bringing people back into the workforce because they're uncertain now what the future looks like. Wow. I mean, it seems like a gloomy gust there to me. I don't know. Is it, is it, I mean, is, is retirement in jeopardy? It doesn't seem so. Yeah, I, it doesn't need to be, I guess is, All right, is that's the well answer. Um, it could be because, you know, first off, he mentioned a couple of things and that, you know, there's a lot to cover in a very quick soundbite, right? But sure. You know, he mentioned ESG. Um, ESG investing, for those that don't know, is an investment strategy, you know, that accounts for environment and social risks. It's so it's being conscious of those things um, within, you know, the construct of how you pick investments. Um, that doesn't always necessarily, you know, align with getting the best risk return uh, within your portfolio. So, you know, the fact that some are getting driven to that or have that within their portfolio and don't even realize it is one concern that was mentioned there. Uh, the other one, obviously, um, you know, being, you know, I think inflation, and I think it's under the context also there, if I um, read it right, probably of government spending in the direction of the country and in, in, in multiple facets. So when a client comes to you and says, okay, I retired a year ago or two years ago, do I need to go back to work? Is my plan still in place? Or do you get those kinds of conversations? Uh, yes. And that's, um, you know, especially if you've been doing financial planning on an ongoing basis, it's, you know, the way technology is set up today from a planning standpoint for an advisor and a client to be able to do very accurate real-time analysis with these types of questions, we can just jump back into the numbers and see how things have changed. Sure. And more often than not, if we've been operating within the context of a plan that we've designed, um, we can say with good confidence that, no, you're still within a healthy range and not having to worry about this. And we plan for longevity. We plan for hiccups in the market, hiccups in terms of the cost of living and other unexpected events. So this is not something that throws us off course. That being said, the ultimate decision of whether it has or hasn't thrown them off their anticipated course is for the client to decide. So I can show them the numbers. I can show them how I think things have changed or not changed. And it's up to them to decide um, ultimately if they need to make a change in their plan or not. Sure. But the fact is that you give people options and I, I think that's so important. 
It's it's incredibly important. And and I do think it's it's not just options, but it's also embedding in what you're doing flexibility for the future. Sure. Um, but you know, a lot of times also I think when I when I hear comments like, you know, retirement being in jeopardy, I I, I think that's a very broad statement meant to, for the the broader community. And it may be the case for those that are not necessarily taking control, um, kind of looking at retirement as something that is, you know, it's it's self-determined. I, I mentioned earlier that not many people that I work with look at Social Security as being the sole, you know, funding source of their retirement. So they are self-funding in some other form, the assets that are going to get them to where they want to be. Sure. If you're doing that, you should be doing so in such a way that takes some of this risk off of, of, you know, unforeseen events off the table. You've already established that you're going to, you know, take as much control as you can of your own future. Make sure that you're doing so in such a way that something not quite projecting out the way you, you planned doesn't throw your plan off. You know, right. a more solid foundation that's built on multiple what ifs, you know, really, you know, accomplishes that. Sure. 888-908-0503. Well, Senator Braun didn't end uh, with the uh, retirement in jeopardy. He's got some thoughts as well on Medicare and uh, Social Security. The Medicare trust fund goes broke in four years. Yeah, exactly. Social Security, discretionary spending, domestic and defense. Yeah, it's a sad picture. Yeah, generation. Well, I'm not so sure that, I mean, <laughs> Medicare goes broke. I don't think that happens, does it? Um, I have the context of the, you know, the clip that we just heard, but I'm guessing they're talking about, um, you know, the current deal that's in place. And if the government doesn't do certain things to, you know, extend the debt limit or build for the future that beyond that, beyond future funding, I'm sure that is likely the case, but that's not also very likely how all of this is going to unfold. And I think it paints a slightly unfair picture of the the future of the program and some of the other programs, I'm sure, that are also funded in a similar way. So what about the next generation? I mean, so we're talking baby boomers that are retiring, you know, 10,000 a day. Um, so you go into Gen X and you get a little bit younger, then what about them? How do you see this playing out or do you? So we never have a crystal ball. We, right. This is, I mean, largely a political, you know, politically driven um, item and when it comes to planning, not something that we can predetermine. So uh, I mentioned earlier on in the checklist discussion that we would go conservative, conservatively high, slightly on the expense side, and we're doing projections, try and be conservatively low on the things that are pluses for us, like the projected income or the assumed rate of return in the portfolio. This is an example of something where for those younger generations, we want to assume a dialed back version, or if we can, um, the possibility of benefits like Social Security going away, and that ultimately puts that you know that client directly in the driver's seat in terms of controlling their destiny, regardless of what happens to these programs, if they're able to self-fund their retirement. Um, and if those programs don't go away, or they um, change in the future, or they're reduced, um, that just ends up being an additional bonus that we have on top of what we've already built for them. Sure. And again, I mean, Social Security was never intended to be, you know, the sole source of income. But I think we're finding that a lot of Americans, unfortunately, are relying on that. Right. And it is, don't get me wrong, it is a, a great foundation. Absolutely. Right? 
Um, you know, social security is a great foundation. And if you, um, for those out there that, you know, I, it's not unfair to say this, you know, I, I put in so much money over the course of the years, and then they see what their anticipated benefits going to be. And they feel like, you know, it's not quite as much as I really would have hoped for. But if you talk to an advisor or a financial planner, and you do the numbers and figure out how much would I have had to save and invest over the course of time? And what would my final balance need to be in order to replicate that social security income paycheck, if you will, um, sustainably from an investment portfolio, the number is fairly large. So it's not insignificant and it definitely eases the burden of what you need to be able to put away over time to um, as a pre-retiree in order to get to where you want to be for your total uh, income plan in retirement. All right. Well, that makes sense as well. And and so as we start to get there, um, well, I guess, yeah, well, we're up against the clock again. I was going to go on to a whole different topic here, but we're going to have to wrap it up. Let's go ahead and invite folks to call right now. Sounds good. So we're talking about, you know, inflation and some of the questions it's raising regarding um, the ability to stay retired or potentially needing to go back to work. Um, a lot of people I talk to um, when I'm out in the community say that they're not sure what they're doing um, is enough. Um, it may be and it may not be, but not having that clarity of knowing what you know your your nest egg can do for you uh, can be very unnerving. So, you know, what we offer is a no cost, um, no obligation financial review. We'll do an analysis in that meeting to go over a fee report and risk assessment within your investment portfolio, hopefully help you avoid some unnecessary, unnecessary losses in the future um, and protect your retirement as much as we can. Uh, we'll also take a look at that tax picture, do an analysis and see how things sit today and how uh, things may play out in the future regarding uh, the taxation of your retirement income. And then lastly, we'll wrap that all into a customized income plan uh, utilizing strategies that are, you know, time tested, that uh, will still be unique and put together, uh, customized for you, but done so in such a way that hopefully can, if there is a small delta between where you're projected to be and where you'd like to be, um, if we can work with the different things that are in our control from a planning standpoint, and then work with your situation moving forward, hopefully we can close that gap. Uh, and get you where you need to be. Sounds great, Daniel. And, and again, folks, if you'd like to be a part of it, all it takes is a phone call, 888-908-0503. 888-908-0503, an opportunity for you to get a practical financial review, a financial review showing you where you are today. But really, it becomes a roadmap that can help guide you to help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 888-908-0503. Make the call, grab a spot on the calendar, and have the conversation with Daniel. Well, now that we've gone through a pre-retirement checklist, as well as discussed the current retirement challenges, inflation, and more is causing, let's shift gears. Let's explore some things that you should ask a financial advisor as you vet them before getting help in these areas. Capital Insights with Daniel Meyer. And we 
are back on Capital Insights. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Daniel Meyer is here. And uh, ForgePW.com is the website, ForgePW.com. And uh, you are settled in. This is going to be, is this going to be your first summer back in uh, in Madison? It's my second summer back. Second summer. Second All right. Summer. So you're yep. kind of into it. You got, you know, I mean, the kids got to be loving it. Absolutely. They're, um, especially my son, I've got three daughters and a son and they all love to be outside. Um, they love, I mean, whether it's, you know, 60 degrees or a hundred degrees, they'll be outside all day long, but especially my son. I mean, it's like pulling them in at night just to get them in bed. He sure. loves this weather and is, uh, making the most of it for sure. Sure. And how old is he? He's nine. Nine. Perfect. Boy. Yeah. That <laughs> you can get into some summertime stuff there. I think that was like me when I was nine. I, you know, I grew up in a small town, and uh, yeah, you went, you left the house whenever it was in the morning, and you didn't come back until dinner. <laughs> uh, we did the same thing. I would say nowadays we keep a little bit tighter, right? Well, <laughs> you no, know, track you like most yeah. families do about yeah. where he is and what he's doing. But you know, we know the neighborhood. We're comfortable with. You know, we've got great neighbors, and yeah. he's got friends around. And then you know, but ultimately he likes to just be outside. You know, playing basketball you know, throwing a football or just, you know, kind of exploring and, and doing things, you know, out in, in nature. So. Exactly. Well, folks, if you'd like to uh, give us a call, 888-908-0503. Oh, all right, uh, Daniel, let's dig into this. We're talking about uh, questions we should ask an advisor. And you've said in the past that to choose an advisor, we should probably interview more than one. And, and it really is an interview process, isn't it? It is because, um, you know, the term financial advisor in our society represents a number of different service models or, you know, professionals and what they offer as an underlying service. And so you may interview two or three advisors and get two or three completely different experiences, um, both in terms of how they work and what they do um, and what they'll be able to offer you in terms of, uh, you know, either in upfront one-time service or, you know, more of an ongoing process in working with you over time. So it's, it's, it's very important to find what best fits you um, and your needs and, and your future needs sure. as well. And again, so Daniel, one of the questions that, uh, that comes up and we talk about it all the time, and I'll mention it, that, you know, are you a fiduciary? How important is that question? And uh, I mean, I know you are, so that gives us, you know, that gives us a little more confidence, I think. Yeah, I think it's incredibly important. Um, you know, the short answer here is, you know, you want to make sure the person you're talking to is a fiduciary. So, you know, that they're they are working in such a way that they have your best interests in mind all the time, um, not just because they tell you so, but because they're also held to that standard. I think, you know, it's it's like I said, the title of financial advisor is not only used very broadly, but in some cases, if I may say so, it's used somewhat loosely. And so you want to get, you know, you have to kind of ask the right questions to make sure that um, you're not, hopefully not just talking to someone who's a good salesperson or good at presenting, but also the underlying service model, the underlying, you know, foundation of, you know, a team and their philosophies and how they work and what they have access to from resources and what they do is going to be what you you need to get you where you want to go. And as a client is sitting in front of you or a potential client, uh, they should ask, uh, so what investments do you use? What products do you use and why? 
Right. And again, you're going to get probably a lot of different answers. Right. Um, but you'll probably meet some advisors that um, offer, you know, maybe a select list of investments. Others may have set strategies that they work with, or maybe even third party investment companies that they work with. Um, and some may, you know, talk about investing, but in the end, mostly use things like um, life insurance as an investment um, solution or uh, annuities as well. I am not here to tell you that any of those are bad or shouldn't be considered. Um, what I would say is I think for most people, it's in your best interest to find an, you know, a person who or an organization that doesn't necessarily just represent any one of those categories, but has access to all of them so that when they work with you and they put together a plan, um, they can implement that plan in a way that is best for you using, you know, either a combination, one or all of those things that I previously mentioned. Okay. And uh, so again, we're talking about questions that we should ask an advisor if, if we're considering, you know, putting our money there. Um, so this is the big question. And I think people are sometimes hesitant to ask, but how do you get paid? And again, you might get three different answers from three different people. Sure. Um, myself and the way we work, um, we uh, work with clients on a fee basis. Um, so we have a, an annual fee that is billed for our services uh, that's built within our portfolio management process. Um, we do better when the clients do better. Um, we take a hit when the clients take a hit. Um, but it's a very aligned um, cost system so that um, we also have no, let's call it upfront charge or back end charge for working with the client. Um, and also our fees only apply for when our clients are invested with us. So um, if someone works with us for a period of time, they know that they don't have to pay to get out or they didn't pay for something and have to wait for the kind of the cost benefit to be realized. Uh, we only work with clients um, who are, can, you know, continue to be satisfied with the services that we offer. Um, and that's the only way that we continue to have the, uh, the privilege of serving them and then the benefit also of, of obviously having those those fees for compensation for our service. Well, of course. Um, there are there are other structures out there. Um, there are groups that work more on commission. Um, there are some that charge trading costs or use investments that have upfront or back end costs. Um, I think it's very important to not only find that out from the standpoint of knowing what you may be paying if you work with somebody, but I think it also says a lot about that group's investment philosophy um, and how they intend to work with you from a service standpoint as well. Sure. And um, so how much, how much turnover am I, am I going to find in my portfolio? And again, I think that just goes to, uh, to what they call churning and, and we want to avoid that, right? Right. Now, having some turnover in a portfolio is a healthy thing. Um, having too much of it can be disruptive. Um, and when you talk about churning, there is one really uh, important distinction to make here, which is um, it was more of a concern that the, the frequency of trading when the majority or all of the assets that a client would hold with an advisor had a trading fee or a commission for the investing advisor. And there are still some that work out there on this type of model. Um, we don't do that. Um, so what is the expected turnover? Um, it's tough to give a, you know, a number or a range, but 
you know, we trade sometimes on a quarterly basis. Sometimes we make trades monthly. It's all based on what we think is in the best interest of the client within their risk level and then the corresponding strategy that we're utilizing with them. Um, but we have no, like I said, account fees. There is no, almost never a trading fee on either the buy or the sell side of the investments that we hold. Um, and it, again, that is something that tells you about how we intend on working with the client. The fee structure is designed so that we also don't have to stay connected to any one investment because the client paid a fee to get into it and we don't want them to have a, you know, to lose the benefit for some reason of having a lower than ongoing cost or having to pay to get out of it. We prefer having a model that, you know, allows us to be as flexible and as liquid as possible so that as things change, both for the client and in the investment environment that they're working in, um, that we can be mobile and continue to act in the best interest of the client. So, Daniel, it just seems to me that your whole philosophy on, on this is, in helping clients is, is just about that. It's about teaching. It's about making sure that they're taken care of. It's, I mean, again, you've, it just seems to me to be all-encompassing with the, what you intend to do and what you really like to do. Well, I definitely like to do it. Um, I had someone ask me this the other day. Um, not, they said, and, and it was a funny conversation, they said, you know, you've explained all of the, um, you know, the details in terms of what you're doing, how you do it, what we can expect, but you haven't told us why you do it, right? Um, and what I, you know, started to answer was more of a technical answer. And then I stopped and I said, you know, I think the reason I do this is I really enjoy empowering clients to live the best life that they can. And in a lot of ways, I think people find in their personal lives that, um, you know, over the course of time, you start to work out and find balance with things like, you know, time spent with family and friends and finding the things you like to do and, you know, hedging the things that make you nervous in terms of having the proper risks, you know, kind of hedge so that you can move on without things being an ongoing concern. Um, but sometimes, even if you're properly invested and saved for something like retirement, there's still that, that worry and that weight on their shoulders. And I love when not only, you know, I could have said empowering to live their best financial lives, but I think when the financial concerns start to melt away, it, it really helps people enjoy everything that they're doing just a little bit more. All right. And again, uh, why don't we take a break, Daniel, and, and just let folks call and get on the calendar? Sounds good. Well, you know, in talking about uh, the topic of questions you should ask your advisor and now, you know, talking about anybody out there that would like to come in and talk to us, bring any question that you have, questions about your portfolio, questions about the retirement planning, as we so often discuss. Um, but if you have any other topics as well um, that maybe aren't, we haven't directly covered in our conversation here, um, we have a full service team in place that supports the point advisor in order to be able to serve you. So if it's estate planning that has you concerned, um, if you're concerned about taxes, but it's not about future taxes, you want to know what's going on today. Um, we've got as part of our functional capabilities within our team, a CPA that can help with that. And we also have a portfolio management team separate from the advisor where we've got, you know, kind of that economist portfolio management 
manager and advisor combo serving in a very unique way. And then you may find uh, is a, a benefit to you. So we set aside uh, 10, at least 10 appointments a week to allow for those that are interested to call in, get in our calendar and come in and have the conversation. So if these are questions you have, or if you have other questions, we welcome them, but give us a call. We'd love to sit down and talk to you. 888-908-0503. That's how you get started, folks. It's that simple. It's a phone call away, and you're going to be able to get a financial roadmap put together, just as Daniel described. It's a really a, a chance to get a true practical financial review. 888-908-0503. You heard Daniel. Ten callers right now. We'll get that comprehensive financial review. You'll see where you are today, but more importantly, it does become that roadmap that we talk about that can help guide you to help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 888-908-0503, 888-908-0503. We are crafting answers to your questions. We'll present them to Daniel when we come right back. And we're back on Capital Insights with Daniel Meyer. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Uh, Dan has been helping folks for nearly 20 years getting to and through retirement. Your passion has never waned, it seems. And you are, uh, I mean, again, you moved home. Uh, you are you are home. I mean, how does that feel? Does that feel good? It feels great. It's, uh, I've loved every place I've lived, um, you know, throughout my life. I grew up here in Madison. Um, but I spent 15 years in Minneapolis. I loved it up there. I know uh, you have a fond place in your heart for Minnesota sure. as well, right? Um, we spent um, six plus years in Arizona, and we it's a very different experience than being in Madison, Wisconsin, especially the climate. Um, but we loved it there as well. We wouldn't trade the experience we've had in the different places we've lived uh, for anything. But it does feel good to come back to where you grew up. Um, to the, you know, kind of the climate and the seasons that you're used to, and also to be back by family. So yeah. we're loving it. 888-908-0503. That's the number, folks. Let's jump into some of these questions, Dan. And, and uh, we start with Mary. Good. Uh, Mary is wondering, she said, I plan to retire this year. I'm 65. Aside from inflation, should I be concerned about retiring during a recession? What specifically can I do to best position myself as I head into retirement? I like the question. Yeah, I like it too. It's um, there's a couple different ways, you know. Obviously, Mary, I would love to be across the table from you, looking at the specifics. But I'll give you a couple of my initial thoughts uh, right off the bat. Um, so first off, you know, we talked about the checklist in the you know the first segment, right? The readiness checklist. Well. When you're about to pull the trigger on retirement, that is probably within those final 10 years, that's probably the most important moment to make sure you know exactly how you're set up going into that moment. So if you're looking to retire now, right, um, and you feel pretty good about where you're at, and despite the fact that we are in a recessionary moment, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Now, when we talked about that checklist and some of the specifics that can get thrown off a little bit in an environment like today, uh, one of them in particular is, um, you know, kind of your, your calculations you've done for what you think it'll cost you to be retired. Um, so 
if, if nothing else, I encourage you to be very honest with yourself about the expenses that you have, what you think they'll actually be. And it's not just the big things like, you know, medical or housing, but in an environment like today where you can get sticker shock almost anywhere you go, anything that you need to spend money on, just make sure that you're really, you know, tight with your understanding around covering your other basics, like, you know, the groceries, the gas, that type of thing. Um, and then also that you're checking the rest of your plan from an income standpoint to know that that things are in alignment. But if you have a solid investment plan um, and you're looking to transition from pre-retired to retired and the numbers are looking good now, in the moment we're in now, that's actually very telling to the positive, Steve. Think about, yeah. you know, if, if, if you would have looked at the numbers two years ago and then if your portfolio was still a little down from where its peak was, but you still feel like you can retire, um, that's actually a pretty positive thing in that, you know, you could experience, you know, better than normal growth potentially in the first couple of years of retirement as we come out of this thing, um, as opposed to if we were at a market high, the numbers aligned, and then you retired, and then you took an initial hit after the fact. So that's the sequence of returns risk right there. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Again, we can have that. We can have that discussion at, at some point. Um, the uh, the so there you go, Mary. And let's see. Michael has a question now. Uh, Michael says, "I just retired with a pension and a TSP. We still have some earned income, which I'm throwing into a Roth to pay for our two children to go to college in a few years. I'm pretty late to the Roth game, and at this point, all my retirement money is taxable. So in four years, when I need thirty grand to for tuition." Should I be better off taking it from my taxable retirement and leading, letting the Roth continue to grow tax-free? I just want to do this right. Right. Well, um, you know, it's like you said, you're a little late to the Roth game um, and specific to your question around, you know, education and, you know, should you take the money from the Roth or leave it to grow and take your money from your, your taxable accounts? Um, you have to take into account the five-year rule for the Roth, right? Mm -hmm. You can't take out the earnings tax-free until it's been at least five years. It doesn't matter if you're retirement age. You, you can be, you know, 59 and a half. You can be 105. It doesn't matter. You're going to have that constraint on the earnings. That being said, you can start to build um, investment gains within the Roth, and then you could pull out some of that principal to assist with this. Um, on the flip side, should you just lean on your taxable assets um, in lieu of not using the Roth? Um, I don't know that you necessarily want to do that either. It's, there's going to be a multiple moving parts to this equation we, we don't have in front of us. Um, but something you may want to consider, um, just a thought since I don't have all the details in your situation, is um, as part of the savings that you do for the years between now and you know, probably not just year one, but the additional years of tuition that you may need to cover. You might want to look at some alternatives that aren't necessarily in either one of these categories uh, to give yourself some additional flexibility, not Roth funds, also not retirement assets. All right. Well, Michael, it seems like it'd be a great opportunity to sit down with Daniel and work through this thing. I think you can probably come up with a good plan. 888-908-0503. That's how you can get started. Let's see. Sam has a question now. Sam says, I'm 56, my wife's 52. We hope to retire in seven years. The majority of our retirement savings are in my wife's 401k. Now, when we first set it up over 30 years ago, no one explained any Roth options. 
but to be fair, we didn't really look into them. Last fall, I put some into Roth after-tax deductions, but it's an 8% pre-tax and only 4% post-tax contribution. Did I blow it by making this move? Hmm. Well, you didn't You didn't blow it, right? Right. Um, I mean, first off, you know, the 12% total contribution you're doing, that's a good percentage, right? And so kudos on that. Um, it's It's very common to be have the vast majority, if not all of the savings side of someone's retirement assets be in 401ks or income taxable uh, plans that they'll have access to down the road. Um, so I, I think I've said this three or four times today, and maybe the best day to start a Roth was 20 or 30 years ago. The next best day was today, or like you said, when you started it. And even if you didn't hit the, you know, the number right on the exact mark, if we had talked when you first made these elections, Getting it started is better than not getting it started. And, you know, just because you're not going into retirement with maybe a 50-50 balance between traditional retirement assets that are income taxable and Roth um, assets that would be tax-free, that would have that additional flexibility, um, still building up as much as you can for the next seven years um, is going to give you some flexibility. It's just going to be slightly different in terms of the role it plays on an annual basis in your income plan. If you had a, a more even spread, um, it might be that you would balance how much you take on a monthly basis from both sources. Whereas if you're able to build up a Roth, um, a pool, a Roth pool of assets that is you know, not as big as your traditional assets, but is sizable enough that it can help you potentially avoid the impact of having um, an unforeseen expense with the home or medical, you know, sometimes these things are five or $10,000. And if you're creating your monthly income off of your, your income sources and your traditional retirement assets and having additional expenses from those sources have put you into a new tax bracket, having a pool of Roth assets that you can use to help avoid that when those unexpected uh, expenses come up is, is incredibly helpful. So you're on the right path. Um, and just, you know, if you'd like to help, you know, fine tune those, that, those numbers, just we're a phone call away, right? 888-908-0503. All right. One more quick one. Joyce has a question. Joyce says, I've got about $450 left over every month. Hey, Joyce, can I give you my Venmo name? <laughs> Currently, I'm a stay-at-home mom of three and my husband's income and 401k make up the only retirement savings we currently have. Now, I'd like to save some money and put it to work for me. What are the options for someone in my position? Sure. Um, so for someone in your position, um, simply put, you can access a spousal IRA. It enables you, if you're staying at home, um, you know, to have the ability, if you have an income earning spouse, to put money into an IRA. Um, a spousal IRA can be either... Um, in the form of a Roth or in the form of traditional, um, but you're not just limited to access to those types of accounts um, for your husband. You both would have access um, through the spousal IRA program. All right. Well, again, on that note, Daniel, we are uh, out of time and uh, let's go ahead and invite folks to call one last time. And there's just a few spots left. Let's get them filled up. Sounds great. Well, if you've been listening today, you have any questions, any concerns, I know that we're in a situation now where the markets are volatile and people are concerned about having enough um, to last enough in their investment accounts to last through retirement. Um, 
we've got a process here that helps people take a look at where they're at and where they want to go and see if we can find that alignment. So for the next 10 callers, we offer a no cost, no obligation financial review, an assessment of your investments, take a look at the risk you're taking, the fees you're paying. We'll also look at how you're allocated from a tax standpoint. Are you set up such that you'll have that flexibility in the future or not? Um, and then we'll also put together a customized income plan for you. And if this is something you're interested in, um, this comprehensive financial review is complimentary and there's no obligation. And right now, um, you know, I'm, I'm in my mind thinking about, you know, Steve, what we talked about in segment two, when there was people that were concerned about having to go back to work when they're in retirement, they're not quite sure how things look. Um, if you have any of those emotions, either in the pre-retirement phase or in the retirement phase, I encourage you to take advantage of this offer. If we uncover some things that can help you, um, it'll be time well spent. If not, hopefully we still go through enough that you find the time beneficial and you just get an additional rubber stamp and confirmation that you're doing everything that you possibly could. So I encourage you to call in. We'd love to set up a time to sit down and talk to you. That sounds great, Daniel. Folks, don't miss the opportunity to sit down with Daniel and get that financial roadmap put together. It is a chance for you to get a true practical financial review, and it is a phone call away, 888-908-0503, a comprehensive financial review that if you've never had one before, you'll be surprised if you're looking for a second opinion. Yes, Daniel is your guy to get it done. And when you walk out, you'll have a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 888-908-0503, 888-908-0503. Well, Daniel, it's always a pleasure to be here and to have these conversations. The information that, uh, that, you, that you spread is very, very important. Thanks, Steve. I love being here. I always enjoy our discussions, and I really love not only talking to the community in this format, but I love having those sit-downs where we can really dive in um, and see how we can help people. 888-908-0503. And on that note, we're going to wrap it up for this week. We really appreciate everybody listening. And we're going to come back next week with topics and questions and a whole lot more right here on Capital Insights with Daniel Meyer. Investment advisory services offered through Daniel Meyer, registered investment advisor. During the show, Daniel Meyer provides general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and is not liable for the use of the information discussed. Exposure to ideas and products or services should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial deals. This information should also not be considered tax or advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Tax performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate, and when they do, they be worth more or less than the future. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed that concerns refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory services. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Forge Private Wealth. By contacting Forge Private Wealth, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.